Hi, and welcome to another episode of Powerhouse Conversations. It's your host, Fred Underwood from Dream Big Sports. Uh, this podcast brings on uh, brings on athletes uh, and sports brands to have powerful discussions around the sports industry. Um, today, we have a special guest uh, who's built a lot of different brands, um, Xavier Jackson with Coinly. Uh, we, we, uh, we're bringing him on to have a conversation about how athletes can connect with brands. Uh, so, Xavier, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, what you got going on? Oh, man. First off, I uh, appreciate you, you know, for having me on. And, um, you know, like I said, day in, day, in, day out, you know, at Coinly, you know, we just basically are the bridge between helping athletes perfectly align with the right companies and essentially giving companies insight and consulting on how to properly, you know, engage with athletes for more successful campaigns and more, you know, hopefully headlines in the news about, you know, how successful uh, projects that companies that's been created through athletes. So that's kind of like, you know, our focus and was the basis behind us creating this platform and, you know, what we're doing. So give us a little bit more about your background and how you uh, got got to this point. Yeah, so um, my background, essentially, uh, I played basketball at Virginia Commonwealth University. Um, through me being, through me getting to that level, I went through each level, uh, you know, from sports, from going to prep school to JUCO. So I kind of was like a late bloomer in that route. And throughout that time, you know, while I was going through it, I didn't really understand it, but it makes way more sense now, you know, what I'm doing now, the why God put me through that journey. But, um, you know, obviously, since I got done playing sports, we all, as athletes, no matter what, whether you, you know, retire as a you know, professional or whether you stop playing in college, it comes a day where you have to, you know, go to your next career. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when my basketball career started, stopped at, you know, after college, I kind of had a decision to, you know, continue to pursue and try to go to a professional route. But then um, it was just an easy transition for me to get into business. It was something that I was already kind of like good at. Um, right. It was things, it was something I never really had the time to, you know, fully pursue, obviously, right. because I was just continuously leveling up each year when it comes to basketball. And at that moment, it was just the first time where I ever had to think in my life, like, what should I do, you know, besides the sport? And, you know, from that point, I opened up my own auto detailing business, probably like four months out of me being out of school. And, um, you know, from there, it just took off. Like, and then I got my first opportunity to work with um, professional player, player for the Jazz. My, my, my closest friend, he gave me the opportunity to just be around and learn, personnel. And from being around him and just seeing the ins and outs of the game and being around professional athletes day in and day out and realizing, like, you know, some of these athletes that we see day to day, that are stars in our eyes, they don't have no ownership and no companies. Or, you know, you think that they have a lot of endorsement deals or a lot of companies that's wanting to work with them. In reality, they don't, you know? So when I seen that, I seen like a huge void that I can kind of, you know, fill. And I did not want to be like an agent, didn't want to be like a a business manager. I wanted to essentially be like the in-between of that and being like a facilitator to being able to help agents get more deals for their athletes or helping athletes if they're independent to get more deals amongst themselves. So um, that's basically what our SaaS uh, platform essentially, uh, you know, solve in a solution through technology, yeah. perfectly integrate athletes and brands and making sure that they work together seamlessly. Yep. I definitely want to go back, go uh, to the, uh, to the SaaS platform and we'll get to that, but I, de- I want to go back to the journey, right? So I, I, I played the Juco route, so I know definitely how that, how that grind is. So tell me about how, what that instilled in you from a work ethic standpoint and, and, a, um, I guess a believing in yourself standpoint. Yeah. So 
you know, you know, the biggest thing in life is just never quit, you know, um, and stay persistent in whatever you have and really your mental makeup, how you uh, organize your thoughts and the belief system that you have within your mind that allows you to, you know, push yourself forward and go for it. So when it comes down to that, I'd never really seen a level, you know, where I was at. It was I was never at Juco. I was never, I was just basically yeah. on a journey to perfecting my craft, knowing right. that if I continue to just become better and perform at each level, no matter whatever my opportunity is, that that would be just enough for me to get to the next opportunity. Right. And the next opportunity for me to continue to go forward. So I always had a long-term goal, but I always knew the short-term steps to get to that long-term goal. So no, that was another place for me to add another chip on my shoulder and kind of just was like, I'm going to eat this. Like, I'm not supposed to be at this level. So I, it's, it's, even though I believe that, let me let my results speak for that, you know? And right. if I do what I'm supposed to do, then in one short year, I'll be at that next location that I need to be at. So that was kind of like how I came out of it. And right. from, from that point, going forward in my life and seeing how, you know, that's kind of like how I took everything else. With these businesses I'm opening or the products I'm opening, I realized like this persistence, I'm not going to quit long-term vision, but I do the day-to-day steps that you need to do to, you know, get to that destination. So that's basically what I learned. It's just like a journey of sports. You play, play sports from you, you like five, wherever you start. And then you got to go through middle school. You got to go through high school. You got to go through college, depending on to get to the league. So it's like all that upfront time that you got to put in before you even eligible to even start benefiting and monetizing yeah. off of the sport. Now, obviously with these new rules and all this stuff, you know, athletes can monetize way earlier. But at that time, you still having to, you know, put that journey in and for right. you to get to the books. So, like, nothing in life, I don't think everything, that's like a universal law. Nature grow naturally. People grow naturally. You can't right. hurry up and wake up and be grown adult. You have to go through that process. So, right. I'm kind of seeing that, you know, that natural flow within myself. Yeah. And then realize that, like, that's the way to go about it. No, I like that, uh, especially the way you you preference it as um, uh, opportunity, the next opportunity versus being at a level, right? Everybody, you know, you, you can't look at it as a level. It's just the opportunity that you have in front of you and and how you're going to attack it and how you're going to master it. So I like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with that being said, when you when you kept going through these different levels and when you kept uh, I mean, uh, when you kept going through these different opportunities and when you kept seeking these opportunities, uh, you know, what what uh what led you uh to this to this uh place that you're at now? Yeah, so um that's another thing too. Like they say, um, you know, walk by faith, not by sight, and God kind of order your steps. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing for me was um, you know, I asked to pro- gain clarity within myself and within mm-hmm. my life, and for me to, you know, I I had a, a strict focus on really finding mm-hmm. that next thing that lit me up like a sports did. Yeah. And um, from that aspect of it, and obviously when you're creating a business, you know, it's cool to have a good idea, but the most successful businesses are created from problems that people solve. Yeah. So I had one person that told me that mentor and he said, you know, you're going to be as successful as a problem you're solving. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it was when I, and then he said, if you're able to incorporate a problem that you solve with your passion, then you hit the jackpot. So for me, I was thinking about, you know, problems that's around my passions. And mm-hmm. obviously for me, immediately getting into sports and then seeing a lot of my other peers graduating and, you know, was working jobs that I probably would have never wanted to work in, was being in situations where they was confused and did not necessarily know they were depressed and, 
you know, they never really could get back that that to that place where they felt like important, like yeah. they had like, that sports. Yeah. So for me, when I noticed that, um, it was just like that was a big problem. I go then I went on Google and I was looking up like what platforms help athletes transition to the next level. Couldn't find none. Right. Um, you know, I looked I looked at it like uh what what platforms help you know athletes and brands connect online without them having to have an agent and all these middlemen that's trying to like you know get percentages and you know putting yeah. their hands in the pot or why is why 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 we keep having these stories of right. athletes losing money and right. going broke when you know they they got access to the whole world so from there boom problem solve passion then yep. at that moment it was just about about putting the right individuals in my life and building that team because that's the next phase once you get the once you get it now you got to get the right pieces to make it go to work just like you know basketball building the team so instead of me being a player i was playing gm this time you know yep. being coach, basically organizing the right pieces and when you got business it's just like it's just like sport you have everybody play the, you gotta have marketing team your sales team your you know advisors you know your whole nine so once i start to see like the correlation between like sports and i was seeing it in business and then i seen the problem i was solving then at that moment, it was like, okay, let's go. I seen it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Got gotcha. No, that's that's definitely important. So what so what are the main the key uh components of building a team or a roster for these athletes? What what would you suggest? Um the biggest things is uh you, you know, first off, align interest and vision. Everybody got to have aligned interest and vision. Like, you know, we play sports. If you have one person on the team trying to go get 30 and one person trying to win and one person trying to do this, like the result of that game, you're not going to win that game. You know? Right. So basically, number one, you got to have aligned interest and everybody got to be on the same goal. Then after that, you just got to have, you know, you're going to have trial and error. Obviously, every lineup don't work. You know, you got to find the right chemistry amongst the right people that make things flow. So it's going to be trial and error. But once again, if you just be persistent and understanding that, you know, and high level transparency, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like yeah. being transparent, Agreed. you know, when I was basically, you know, meeting people at the beginning, I was trying to like convince them to why rather than just letting them know this is the opportunity. This is what we're doing. Do you find passion and do you see that uh, what's your value to being able to help this go forward? So yeah. being very transparent with everybody and just always being honest, you know, communication at the highest level. And that's the biggest thing, communicating. So good communication and me communicating transparency to individuals and then me being persistent and understanding that some gonna come, some gonna go. Right. It, it allowed me to, you know, find the right team. And then when you find it and and hurry up and fail too. And hurry up and get around people yep. that may not work. Because when you when you find it, it's gonna be clear because you're gonna yep. see nothing from what didn't work and what and, and what is working, you know. So yep. like that's what I suggest anybody do if they are doing that. No, I think you brought up a really good point. I literally just tweeted about this, uh, you know, a little bit ago. It's about like people being afraid to fail. Like, and you you said hurry up and fail. Like, you have to be, you have to lean in on failing because failing is how you're going to learn. Like, especially in business. Like, if if you if you don't go out and fail, then you're not going to be successful at all. Zero percent. So you're right. Yep. So, uh, so how do you? Uh, how did we talked about the SaaS platform? Let's dive in a little bit deeper on that. How does your SaaS platform innovate for these uh, athletes? Um, I basically created a platform to empower athletes to essentially act and operate as their own agent, aside from 
them actually using the agent to find them a job, you know, from what team they're going to potentially play for, mm -hmm. where they're going to be employed at, you know? So from the aspect of an athlete wanting to find bigger uh, opportunities for them to monetize their brand and name, you know, away from the court, for them to gain education and, um, you know, learn things about the business world, about, you know, different industries, about themselves and how to, you know, properly take steps for them to grow. Um, and for them to essentially make it efficient as well, because obviously, you know, athletes have so many different people that got to be there when it comes to the execution of any type of deal. So, you know, from being able to make that relationship and for them to actually even find those relationships and for them to educate themselves, you know, for them to better prepare themselves, basically that platform is the innovation behind that. So, um, you know, whether it be a brand, most problems with brands is they don't have ends. Um, I, I was reached out today. A company came to me and said, do you, you know, uh, do you think that this player may be interested in working with us through our campaign? If they didn't, if they found or had a way for them just to ask that athlete themselves, they would never even need me for uh, for them to try to meet, be the barrier, you know, and that's basically how the sports world operates. It's always somebody that's being a barrier. But the biggest thing is we, you know, uh, put our faith and trust into individuals. And sometimes I don't always pan out right. Yeah. So with me, the technology is going to serve as a transparency between the athlete and between the brands and between whoever that is the person that's facilitating them and bringing everything up into the forefront. So when that athlete want to go, no, now they gonna know what their deal is. When the, when the money go through, they know how that splits. When, the, when they want to communicate, everybody and all parties are there. The athlete got to sign off on it. You know, they all get on the FaceTime call. So just from an efficiency standpoint, from an availability standpoint, and from an education standpoint, we basically innovate in the way athletes operate and interact with brands. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, is the um, are you all facilitating the actual uh, the financial aspect of the of the uh, of the transaction as well, or is it just they meet and they and they um, you know the transaction goes through there? Yeah. So um, obviously the brand. So the brands pay to be on our platform. Description. Mm -hmm. um, Once the brands get onto the platform, the athletes and them can engage in whatever deals that they you know partake in. Obviously, that's being done through the platform. It's a free reign for them. So okay. um, that's kind of essentially how it all works. Gotcha. Okay. So the connection is made and, and, and you're connecting the dots. So I like that. I like that. What what do you go ahead? I was about to say I just spend my time more so just loading it up with just athletes and brands. And then, you know, now they have that space for them to basically execute deals amongst themselves. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so what do you uh is there is there like a a ideal uh, weights for for uh, you, that you suggest that athletes uh, you know position themselves to uh, to get the best deal. For sure. So um, obviously, you know, when you when you athlete, you uh, you an influential figure, or I mean, you you know, public figure in your community. You in your influence, you know, um, from majority of local companies. Sports is a community activity. So being on that team and being in, in the environments where, you know, you are able to target a lot of those local companies that really needs that more exposure and spending money on marketing anyway for them to try to get in front of, you know, the right demographic. And being an athlete, you kind of go to your Instagram and it's the easiest way for people to gauge what type of people is, you know, towards them. You go on the gram, you go to insights, you can see what age range that, you know, athletes really tap into the most. You can see, um, you know, what cities are the are, are these people are coming from because most of the times 
they have the huge influence on whatever community mm-hmm. they may be in. So, you know, being an athlete and then knowing that aspect of it, I'll be banging down every local company that um that is that's in alignment with them within myself. So if you're in a college athlete, I, anything that you need when it comes down to your life to make life easier for you at college, I will go find any of these privately owned companies, whether it may be barbers or whether mm-hmm. it may be you know tire places, your tire yep. or car, however it may be, and I'll make good relationships with them and let them know the power of what you would be able to bring to them through your social influence and then executing those deals. Once you're able to get a lot of those and you get that momentum and you're getting more notoriety and you cross-referencing both parties and taking some of their fan base and bringing on yours, then you're building up that leverage for you to go and tap into some of these national brands. Once your platform become more national and, you know, you elevate yourself to, to that level. So for me, basically, you know, any athlete, I'll just tell them, to, you know, find the companies that align with their bigger vision. First, create a vision amongst themselves. Right. First, you know, create an interest amongst themselves. First, understand the needs that they need, and um, you know, and once you do all that, then basically build, you know, from there, and then you know, hit the ground running, and then you know, try to get some of these deals in your pipeline. So then, as you get to, to get more in, and you get to see the results that you actually bring these companies, mm-hmm. it is better to help you leverage other deals and letting them right. know, hey, this is what I want because no matter what, each company that I work with me went from here to there and went from here to here and this is what I can do. So this is what I need for us to work together. And then this is the results that you're going to get. So right. in order to be able to have that conversation, you have to start somewhere. And I say that that's the best place where I'll tell them to start. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's big because everybody's looking for these, you know, huge deals, like go ahead and prove, prove yourself with, with the small ones and knock that out the park. And, and like you just said, you gain your leverage by showing, um, you know, what you can do and then showing the analytics behind what you have done. And I mean, everything is a is a results based, uh, you know, business um, and, and you have to you have to be able to uh, show uh, what you can do. And, and then you can lever- leverage that to monetize what you're doing on, with your brand. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I did want to talk to you about was products. I mean, you, you've you've been able to uh, to create products and and being able to uh, to use that as leverage for yourself. So talk to us about some of the products that you created. Yeah, so um, uh, we definitely we created uh, we have a sports drink called Re- uh, Refresh Plus. We have a um, a healing CBD cream called Lessor, and um, we have like these energy shots uh, that's called More Lit. And um, honestly, from working in, in this space and from always constantly talking to brands, and um, you know, obviously connecting athletes to the brands. It was low-key inevitable that, you know, once I found the right product and once I found the right company and the right vision, that we was going to get into that space because it just made sense. But um, thing that really made us align with brands and, you know, it's another thing that people can really, you know, take for themselves is finding the value, you know. So we, we found a couple of products that was very good. However, their marketing and branding was not appealing to reaching the audience of what, the demographic of what we were essentially offering. So... You know, you can find opportunities with companies from adding in value that will make them become better. So the products that we was able to create, we basically partnered up with existing brands, rebranded it and made it more appealing to the athlete community. And then at that moment, you know, obviously use our formula, of, you know, bringing in the athlete and making sure that, um, you know, they'll go right. So from us in these products, refresh, you know, all of these products coincide and exist, uh, coincide and with my life that I've been living and I understand most of these products, I use most of these products and other brands for the longest. So 
it easily allowed me to uh, be able to realize how good the product was. And okay. um, it made me realize how good the product was. And once I seen how good the product was and I felt the passion and I understood the space, obviously, because I've been in it and because of the athletes, it just made me double down on it, you know? So, um, so I'm definitely, like I said, very excited about our sports drink and about the cream and it's been doing well. We got, you know, a bunch of partnerships uh, coming up with a lot of different athletes and you'll be able to, you know, find these products in your local gas stations and, you know, uh, and grocery stores. So it's exciting. Yep. So what are some of the things that you look for in a brand when you, you know, like you said, you can't, you came in and you, and you kind of found established brands, but what are, what were some of the key things that you looked for when you were doing it? Uh, it's just a seven feet rule, I believe, um, where from seven feet, you're supposed to be able to look at something from a label and be appealed to pick it up or want to try it. So first thing is, is it appealing? You know, is it, is it something that is going to catch your eye and something that people want to try just based off of what it looked like, you know? Yeah. Then more importantly than that, is the quality good? Is the quality of it good? Does no. it actually work? Is the company even good? Like, I don't want to, I don't want the, I don't want the athlete to associate his brand with a company and with a, that's going to go down or that, you know, don't, um, you know, deliver what they said they're going to deliver. So making sure that the product is actually is what, um, you know, fits. And then from the looks and from actually being a good product, open mind and, and, and create in, in a creative mindset from the brand, from, for them to not just be basic and only seek money, but for them to really like, you know, align and want right. to put effort behind making it actually work with the athlete. So when you add those things up, that's kind of like what I look like for brands. Those yep. things. No, that's that's definitely key, especially with the alignment piece. You definitely want to uh, make sure if you're if you're a brand, especially for these, you know, NIL uh, athletes that, that are out there, um, make sh making sure that you're not just taking it for a bag. You're you're actually, uh, you know, aligning um, your values and whatever you're going to be doing with your brand, because that's going to that's going to, uh, you know, last longer. Right. Because you have to build your personal brand up. So if you if you're attached to a to a brand that, uh, you know, kind of uh failed or you know has some bad uh bad bad uh you know news that that comes out like you don't want to be known for that so that's definitely something to make make sure that you're uh mindful of exactly. um so what what are uh what are some of the things that you uh that you would say that an athlete needs to do to prepare for life after sports like if they if, while they're playing what are some of the things that they can be doing while while they're playing um you know, the biggest thing is building a network. Um, obviously, everybody heard this saying. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. So um, when you in school, most of them kids that you in school with going to grow to be the next leaders or workers of the country. Um, and being able to go make relationships with people that same fields that leads, tend, uh, tend leads to more success being able to use and leverage the boosters of your you know, uh, university or your community and people that's already successful, that's just fans and building, building relationships with them. Um, you know, taking a lot of internships and just basically leveraging the fact that while you're an athlete, you have access to anything that you want. Yep. So, when you, so by, by having that access, just aligning yourself with individuals that have things that you want in your life. Right. So if you're somebody that's successful, 
within morals and you know they got a successful business and you feel like you can get a relationship with them you know learn and the, yep. and the earlier you learn the better you able to figure out ways even if you're still playing to incorporate yourself and the more money you get now that you understand or you passionate about that and you have that advisor that's already that's been successful that's already walked that path that can tell you what not to do the right things to do and for you to leverage your platform with they tend not talking about a 10 most people that own businesses they don't have no platform like an athlete they just you know can't get it out the mud right so you have the platform and the capital that they had to build a capital or raise the capital if you got out the mud and if you and, and, and if you have the platform and you have the capital then at that moment only thing that she was missing is the guidance yeah so like that's basically why i let people know that like you know just build good solid relationships because when they get to that point that's what's going to get you to the next level you know my relationships got me to the next level my friend being able to be a professional athlete put me in bigger rooms with more successful well-rounded individuals me building relationships with them put me in more rooms that you know and then i just kept piling on so now i look up and then now i have all these different things going on for myself and it was all off of my network you know it was yeah. not I, I, didn't, I didn't go to school for none of this stuff yeah. i didn't um, you know i didn't learn i didn't take no class or courses or anything of that nature it was just all off of me knowing somebody they liking me wanting to take the time to actually teach me and let me learn me being willing and a fast learner and taking advantage of my opportunities and going from there so build a network that's basically what i tell the athlete but no i think i think that's key because um a lot of times the athletes will play they meet the the you know the owners or the boosters or whatever and they think nothing of it they don't keep continue the relationship and and, and to your point you know like those relationships can lead to a lot of other things especially you don't wait until after you're finished playing to to oh i want to call this oh yeah you were the owner or you were the booster of this team and now i'm calling you five ten years later like it's too late now like build a relationship then even if you're not ready for it now even if you don't know what you want to do, just build a relationship, and and that's going to be the be the, be the key. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I know one of the things that uh, I would I would add to that is, and you mentioned this earlier, is yeah, build a relationship, but also build a community while while you're while you're playing, right? Uh, you know, you have it's a difference between uh, having fans and having a community. Like you can yeah. you can build that you can build those those fans into a community, and then you take that community uh, that you've built while you were playing, and then transition that over to your business and now that now you have customers right so talk to me a little bit about uh building a community um it just starts with being transparent and genuine and adding value you know like anybody want to be a part of nothing that's like salesy or people that's trying to like get over on them or yeah. they got a question so when you be transparent and you just add value then obviously people going to want to attract to that towards that you know they, they you giving them game and they feeling like they learning you know, right now you go to um, you go to ESPN when you want to go learn about everything that's going on when it comes down to sports. So the value that they add is having insight on all of the exclusive news when it comes to sport. You know, so they built a community of individuals that watch that religiously. You know, yeah. Any person that um, that was a leader in the world that you know had individuals follow them, basically they provided value. And they were so good at providing that value that more and more and more people wanted to learn from them and more and more people wanted to be associated with them and more and more people wanted to help them and bring them forward and to bring support and love. So from that, you know, what I learned from me building my community is just that obviously the value that I add, my only objective is for me to find better ways for me to add more and do it in a better way. And the more value that I add, 
the more individuals is going to follow. And then when they, then when you do have that community, making sure that you're leading them in the right direction. And that just comes from like, you know, like I said, being transparent with them and letting them know, like, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm here to do. This is what I, this is what, where you could, what you could find from coming here. If this is what fits you, then let's go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like the biggest thing that I tell somebody to do when it comes to being building that community. Yep. No, so that's 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 great. But um, I know we're getting towards the end of our time. Uh, but I do have a couple of, of questions to end it off. Uh, one of them are uh, one of them is uh, you know who is your biggest influence in business and why? Um, um, Master P. Okay, I like that one. Master P. One hundred percent. You know. Um, he kind of taking a similar route as me, you know. Um, Ex athlete, transitioned immediately to entertainment. He owned this um, a record, a record uh, business, not like a record label, but a record business at that time where you could go buy and sell CDs. Mm -hmm. From him being able to, the hustle that he learned from selling the CDs, like damn, I could, I'm, I'm selling out everybody else stuff. I could do it right. myself. To be honest. Right. Then able to do that, and from there, you know acquiring success teaching others how to be successful his son big time went romeo so he was able to transfer that you know platform and his formula of success snoop dogg right. death row went with him he was able to you know take these individuals and teach them at the time he had okay. one of the best deals and in, in in the music industry at his peak and then he was able to diversify that and go to different things from movies and products now mm -hmm. and the later after his life he's doing a lot of products and a lot of grocery stores so He's like one of the few individuals that um that was able to uh you know live a lot of lives yeah do a lot of different yeah. things but still be successful yeah. he's able to be a music be a professional athlete own products so like it's very yeah. few individuals in the world and um when it comes to me people always say i'm doing too much you know i got an app i got these products i got these brands but i look at people like master p who did you know my my stuff kind of aligns within the same vertical when you yeah. look at me because i'm doing the app and i'm you know, helping brands with athletes. So I got brands, but at the end of the day, it's not like I'm really going outside myself. Right. And he will do a lot and still be successful. And then the second one is, um, it'll be Robert Smith. And he's okay. just the, he's the richest black dude in um, American history right now. And he just kind of showed the example of what you can, you know, achieve and how to, you know, be a person of culture and how to operate and achieve such at that magnitude. So, between those two guys, um, you know, that's kind of like my business influences. I like that. I like that. And so we'll close out with, uh, you know, uh, you know, give us our, give us your your uh, your end uh, take on how does your business change the end users' lives, and then you can wrap it up and tell us, uh, you know, where where the, where the people can find you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, the you know, like I said, if you're a brand, the technology is going to solve your issues. If you was interested in working with athletes and not only working with them, but having a return on your investment and building a profitable relationship that will lead you to more success and more notoriety for whatever your company may be. If you're an athlete and you wanted to have the tools and resources that you need to better yourself, better your brand, better your life for when you're done playing and while you're playing and, you know, being able to connect with companies that have like interests, and at that moment, you know, that platform essentially uh, allowed them to achieve those two goals. And um, obviously, like I said, my my Instagram is uh, XO Abundance. 
you'll be able to find me there. You go on my bio, you'll be able to see all of the cool brands and companies and things that we have going on. Um, Coinly, see, uh, Coin, then, you know, Leap, go in there, you can look that up. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where you can find us at. LinkedIn, my name is Xavier Jackson. So yeah, it's just anybody that want to get into that or any athletes or businesses I want to learn and to go more, that's where you can find me. All right, man. Thanks. I appreciate you coming on. I, I really, uh, really enjoyed the conversation around how we can, you know, help the athletes transition from out of the, out of just being an athlete to building brands and and not just, you know, a lot of them think about they have to get a job afterwards, but you're actually uh, connecting them with brands, connecting them with opportunity and connecting them with ownership. So I think that's great. Uh, so thanks for another episode of Powerhouse Conversations. I'll see you all next week.